Welcome to the... Uh, no, <laughs> I almost did it. Uh, welcome to the Zanzizi Podcast with Rad Dad 2023 and Swipe Right Mike, Swipe The right. Beard, and Mama Casey. We're all here. Sweet Mama. Sweet Mama in heaven, how be thy name? I decided I'm going to start calling you Mama K in text. But oh, it yeah? sounds like you should be running some awesome restaurant in like a bayou in Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Mama K. Sweet Mama K's. Yeah. Like a barbecue sauce. Sweet Mama K's. That you put on like shrimp and mm-hmm. alligator fingers, whatever they eat down there. Toes? <laughs> what the alligators have fingers, do they? <laughs> what? Alligator fingers? Yeah. They're making a business for me. And I... apparently I sell a variety. Frog legs. Yeah, I've had those before. Yeah, it tastes like chicken. I have had alligator. I was in Gulfport, Mississippi briefly before I went to Cuba, and I went to a casino and had the most delicious fried alligator, and it's just chicken dressed with different seasonings. And then the next day, I uh, got on a plane and left, and then uh, whatever the hurricane was that came, came then. I think it was Katrina or whatever. Oh! Was yeah. it dang. was it actual chicken and they just called it alligator? Maybe. <laughs> that was the name of the chicken. His alligator and ran yeah, there you go. I mean, it, they're going to do their thing. Anyway, guys, this is a fan episode. Yes. She is a great lady, Brittany. Brittany Shop. Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Brittany, yeah. Sounds like a wrestler, too. Brittany Bradshaw yeah. from the top rope. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, this is a fun one though. Nursery rhyme origins. Now, I don't know how you guys sit with like nursery rhyme origin stuff or whatever. I'm curious though, when you were growing up, did you guys did you know nursery rhymes? Was it a schoolyard thing? Did you have any like say like rather blue? Like uh, I, I remember hearing a few on the playground. I so I, I I've heard them just through the passes of time that is my life. Uh, I mean, they weren't recited to me right before I went to bed because dear God, that's creepy. Uh, I did listen to some nursery rhymes before coming here, and with like some like piano and dark piano mm-hmm. in the back. It's like super creepy, but uh, now it's pretty cool. Just what we're about to get into. I agree. I agree, Mama. K. Well, on the schoolyard, it was more of the 
Miss Susie had a baby. She called them Tiny Tim hand clapping games, um, double Dutch songs. But yeah, nursery rhymes. I guess I had them in like those little Mother Goose books that my mom would read to mm-hmm. me before bed. It was definitely an era, and it always seemed old-fashioned to me, obviously, because the drawings and the weird words like pocket full of posy. I don't know what the hell that is when I'm a kid. But, but we're going to talk about what that is now, though, right? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Educated. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to educate my friends here. But, Josh, what, what do you got? Yeah, I, I kind of i am along the same lines as them. Like, it, it, I'm aware of them. Uh, I always thought they were a little creepy. Um you Did you? Said, I was clueless when it was like Rockabye Baby and I mean the drawing and everything, and there comes the baby down from the tree in the cradle. I never thought that was creepy. I was like, oh, this is the world. I I at a young age I remember thinking like this this seems strange. And I remember being a little <laughs> and being like, hey guys, when they talk about Humpty Dumpty, you know notice how they never say he was an egg, right? <laughs> Yeah, that was that point. was about the the most I ever went, and then yeah, uh, I, as I got older, and th- I have done a little bit of research on this in the past because it was like I wonder where these come from, and it's holy shit, this is dark. <laughs> yeah, so this is gonna be fun. Totally. I mean, I had there was one on the playground I remember, just like some different verses of, but there was this like. Uh, Rambo, Rambo, have you heard? Mama got hit by a flying turd. <laughs> I don't think that's a nursery rhyme. I don't know, but it was like boys coming up with clever 80s action film run-ins, yeah, but no, we... being able to say things like... Like, stop, collaborate, and listen. Yeah. Well, I just, I know as a kid, you'd hear like those variations and be like, huh? And then it would get stuck in your head. Or I remember distinctly, my parents were divorced and I was on the playground. I think I've told this story before, but my dad had uh, bought or was renting a new place. And I didn't understand the connotation of this word that I'm about to say, but I came up to this kid and I was, he was like, yeah, we just moved too. We got a new house. And I was like, yeah, my dad, he got a new place. It's a condom. Oh, yeah, that's a... And he was, like, laughing, and I was like, what are you... What? No, he literally just moved into a condom. What are you laughing about? He lives in a condom. I stay in the condom when I come. Oh, my God. And he Magna extra large. Like, no, your dad can't imagine how a condom. You... That's why you exist. Imagine how frustrated young Ryan is getting. He's like, but he lives in a condom. Why are they laughing at me? Just young, oh, and totally. I go there. Oh, who lives in a condom under the sea? Ryan! Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that's true. I was, I was so naive, and I had my big old tuft of hair at the time as a little eight-year-old Ryan. <laughs> I like that. There was a little girl version of, you know, you love saying bad stuff, but it's like, oh, it's just a song. Mm-hmm. It's a bad one. And yeah. I, I was bad, and all my friends had no idea what it meant, but I did, and I was like, felt a little powerful. Um, it goes, Tom, Dick, or Harry, who should I marry? I think I'll marry Tom, because Tom's dick is hairy. No, that was a fan favorite. <laughs> Is he an orc? I don't know. That's an old one. Like, my mom used to sing that on the playground. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. Nursery rhyme origins. Okay, nursery rhymes go back as far as the 14th century, folks. So we're talking 
Way, 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 way back. Way talk- back in the way back machine. Talking, we're talking the Black Death era. Uh, and since 2013, and I didn't know this until I was doing the research, 133 countries have celebrated World Nursery Rhyme Week. Where was ours? I don't know. We were too busy having babies then. Yeah. What day does that fall, fall under? It's not a day. Oh. It's it's like a mo- uh, a week. It's not like a national holiday kind of like a... set on a certain date. Yeah. You know what it means to learn phonetically by sounds? Yes, hooked on phonics worked for me. Right. It so, didn't work for me because I didn't know what it meant. Uh, <laughs> well, it sound helps it out. helping it nursery rhyme week basically is used to help children learn phonetically from hearing words in memorable phrases. In lines, and it helps with early development. Yeah, like the Dr. Seuss books. Exactly. Dr. Seuss. Actually, I didn't mention it during the Looney Tunes episode, but he was helping during that whole era as well. Huh. Well, little, little, little extra knowledge tip. Bonus episode. Yeah. <laughs> All of 20 seconds. Bonus. So, sources, uh, bookriot.com. In an article by Makaka Overstreet from November 2022. Who's Kaka? Makaka. Ah. Harry's. Uh, but right. also <laughs> ClassicFM.com in an article by Rosie Pentreth from July 2021. These I called basically a list we're going to go through. A little summary of, of the nursery rhyme in question. You guys have heard Baba Black Sheep, right? Ah, um, yes. uh, yeah. Uh, you you know, had to copy yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three One, <laughs> I'm telling you. Listen to God. Somebody listen to that song. It's yeah, yeah. Baba Black Sheep. Wow. Which one? You didn't mean to turn me off? Uh, yeah, that's not hilarious. <laughs> it's that now you're just somebody that it used oh, to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the name of that band? Gautier. Is that? Yeah. Oh. Mark Paul Gautier? What? You guys get some fashion facts. designer. It's yeah. It, <laughs> he's the artist. His name is is Gautier. He that's because he was a one hit wonder. Nobody really knows his real name. Some of his other songs are all right, but yeah, that one is it, the 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 melody. Everybody loves it. It's such a good music video I, too. I've heard that song without it. the instruments involved, and it's just the two uh, singing. It's yes. beautiful. I've seen. That oh, I believe one too. it. I like it. Great voices. Interesting. Well, anyway, we know Baba Black Sheep. That's an old one. Allegedly, this rhyme is about the medieval wool tax implemented under King Edward the First. Fucking taxes. Whereby he received one third of the profits per sack, thus having three bags of wool meant that one of those were for the king. Additionally, black sheep wool was less lucrative because it couldn't be dyed and therefore fetched a lower price. Can you so, say the whole nursery rhyme? Yes. Is that what we... Uh, ba, ba, black sheep, have you any wool? Ba, 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 yes. ba, 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 Yes, sir, yes, no? sir, three bags full. One for the... Dun, 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 dun. Two for the... Dun, 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 dun. We'll see. He'll look it up. He's my DJ genius lookup guy. Maybe what we'll do is, um, as he mentions them, we can just real quick... Pull it up so that way he can be like, oh, let's talk about Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, because I don't have... Okay, so Baba Black Sheep, have you any wool? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full. One for my master, one for my dame, and one for the little boy who lives down down the the lane. lane. 
and one for the king. Now, folks, if there's anything I can say in regards to where this time and these place and these nursery rhymes came from, if I could spend my days watching 90s docs on medieval times, I would. Because all this really does is make me want to want to download more Audible books about medieval wars. <laughs> Generally, that's something I've learned in my 40s. Anyways, but yes, I will pull up the next nursery rhyme here, which is Rub-a-dub-dub. Rub-a-dub-dub, three men, three in, men a in a tub. tub. Uh, the butcher, the baker, the the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker. It sounds like a weird joke. Like, hey, candlestick maker walked into the bar, <laughs> and then he ended up in a tub with two other dudes. Sounds like a good time. Invite uh, me to that party. Gosh, Rub-a-dub-dub, three men in a tub, and who do you think they be? The butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. Good job, Mike. Thank you. And all of them out to sea. In a bathtub? I mean, I guess. Right. Rub-a-dub-dub. Okay, so originally this rhyme was about sexual entertainment. Sounds about right. It was about three maids in a tub. The limerick was about a popular attraction at traveling fairs, a peep show where people could watch women bathe and uh, enjoy one another's company. The butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker were among the voyeurs looking on. Fun fact, uh, during the Tulip Time Parade in Holland, Michigan, uh, they had uh, three men in a tub as when I was in kindergarten, and I was one of those three characters. I wow. Forgot one. Yeah. Like, the butcher, like, had, like, a fake knife, and uh, the candlestick maker had a candle. So you didn't know that you were I, a voyeur I, I, in a tub trying to look yeah. for the women? Yep. People wow. were peep showing on me yeah, you, in the you middle of a, a parade. I've said it before. Rude. You know? Rude. I remember people... That's why we got to know our history so we know what we're getting our kids into. When they would complain about the sex in Game of Thrones, I was like, what the fuck else are people going to do in this time? So a show during a fair of like, I don't know, voyeurism or whatever doesn't surprise me. But it's interesting, and I, I have to imagine like the the like medieval boys and girls running around coming up with nursery rhymes, or like you know the the butchers and the like they, they're saying like some candlestick maker guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's like, just oh like, yeah, I seen him on that corner. He's one of them for sure. But it's like them just coming up with these rhymes like rub a dub dub <laughs> three men in a tub a candlestick maker's like how the fuck did I get dragged <laughs> into this oh I don't think it was about women I think it they say it was about women but there were some gays back then you know it true and three men in a tub could have a good time I guess I prefer they could make it work alone, with a candle but- you, yeah, you, you lose. You don't. Once you have the hot water hit you once, and you don't have it on you anymore, that sucks. Yeah, that's why you got to get a hot tub. Those things uh, are amazing. I don't make that kind of money. I'm a painter. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jill came tumbling after. Yeah, never date the wrong boy. Otherwise. You're just going to go down with him. He's going to take you down with him. Sounds to me like Jack needs to lift a little bit more. I get you. And not fall and break shit. Yeah. yeah. I, Especially I, his crown. I wonder, like, were, was there a king called Jack? Well, I'll get to that. Here. Okay. 
Originally Jack and Jill, this familiar rhyme tells the story of King Charles I and his attempt to implement a liquid tax reform. There's that pail of water. Uh, uh, apparently, Jack's and Jill's were units of measurement. After Parliament rejected the tax, Charles reduced the volume of these measurements because he was petty and couldn't handle defeat. Um, there's also a rumor that the poem is actually about a young couple who used to sneak up a hill to do more than fetch water. After a boulder dislodged and killed Jack, Jill died in childbirth and Jill's son was raised by the villagers. Apparently, uh, Jillson remains a popular surname in that area. So, so with Jill came tumbling after him, uh, wasn't like she came down there with him, but she That's eventually died. That's how they did died. childbirth in the medieval area. You, you, you would just shove him down a hill. You just run You would just run down a hill and then do a somersault and then the baby would just pop out into your arms and you'd be like, ah-ha! Oh, see, I was, yeah, yeah. Huzzah, perfect childbirth. Right I was thinking about when we were kids and stupid, and we'd be like, we'd see a hill and be like, that looks fun to run down. And like, <laughs> you start running down and you eventually fall Post and then you lip. roll down the hill. Mm-hmm. That's how the baby happens yep hmm. and then you just whatever the first word it says is its name because it's Ow. <laughs> you know what it's, what the fuck it, definitely a man would have come up with that theory like oh just run her down the hill she'll be fine yeah yeah man makes sense to me yes <laughs> give it a go <laughs> the next one london bridge is falling down London Bridge is falling down, falling, falling down, down, falling down. down. London, London Bridge is falling down, my fair lady. lady. Although there's another <laughs> version uh, with London Bridge is broken down, broken down, broken down. Uh, you would get mocked at school if you sang it like that. Was Immediately. It? That was the Weird Al yeah. version of the time. Yeah. And then the kids in the corner insisting, that was the original, you guys. Just Weird, no accordion. Weird Al would have been burned at the stake. They're like, you right, you... Get out of here, heretic Al. With your goes. weird pronunciations. That's how it goes. I love him. The Bard has no heretic Al songs to sing because they don't, they don't consider that real... Musicry. That's what we need to do as a future episode. Weird Al? Yes. Yeah, for sure. So did they have to do the re-engineering on the bridge in London then? Honey, I will tell you. I'm doing guesses first. Well, it's kind of fun for us to There's multiple, give us an idea. There's like, multiple yeah. origins. Yeah. Let us guess what it's about. Yeah, I mean, you can, one. for sure. We'll be way off, but that's See, fun. That's, that's, that's Mama Kay coming out ahead of it and thinking smartly. Yes. She's like, I'm not going to roll down that hill well, and have this child. Well, she already has me Googling the, the full versions of the songs on the side. So, London Bridge is falling down. One of the multiple origins of this extremely popular rhyme, the most likely explanation is that Vikings sang it in 1014 when they attacked the bridge. I Vikings like that. London that. Bridge is falling down. Falling down. I like that. That would be... Wonderful to hear that. That's, that's our that's our, yeah. our our ancestors there. That's Ryan. true. Not mine. They're I'm like Scottish. <laughs> they're like we don't believe in bridges. Fuck this. We believe in shoegaze. <laughs> so what about the my fair lady at the end? They're, they were rape and pillage. Indeed. <laughs> Allegedly, Vikings sang variations of the song during many of their conquests. I don't. I. We don't know why. Uh, but it, it's kind of it's 
kind of cute to think about them doing that. Just not the raping like and pillaging. That. I like I mean, that. That's hey, part of their culture. It's less intense if somebody's singing to you when they're burning stuff down. Man, you're burning yeah. down my house, but hey, I got a song for you. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to play so much differently now when you're like, oh, I'm going to destroy this city. Glopfendorf is falling down. I just beat that game last week. Nice. Oh, so, so good. good. Or you could, do, you know, you could sing a more modern limerick like uh, "Wet Ass Pussy" or <laughs> I can't think of anything past. Ever since that song came out, Wop. like when somebody says popular music, I'm just like "Wop." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, it's to it, it, whatever. There's there's other songs. So Vikings uh, found time to compose songs while they taunt their victims, which is interesting. Uh, well, other I think sources it's a good tactic to throw people off. Can you imagine a bunch of guys <laughs> with horns singing har 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 and they're like Santa and then they're dead and there goes your wife. They have that warning call. Yeah. Coming for you Boots with the fur. There you go. <laughs> or they could be like rest in peace, Smash Mouth singer. They could sing All Star. Could be like a Shrek mashup. Oh dude. That's our nursery rhymes these days, just song lyrics. Pretty much, I can totally see that happening. Like, hey, no, like from a from a like a third person kind of view, far off, and see all these raping and pillaging and <laughs> destroying of a village, and it's hey now the good you're old days, the good old so days. Fun. Get your rape on, okay? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> um, full of gold. Other sources suggest that the bridge is protected by a fair lady who was actually a child sacrifice. So it wasn't oh, necessarily that. Some believe that many children... Uh, it wouldn't children- be a lady, then. Well, it, Fair youngin. You f- <laughs> <laughs> like, get the lyric right, at least, if you're going to tell me a story about My that. fair infant. Yeah, I mean, this fairly. is a time where life expectancy <laughs> is, if you're 30, you're ancient. You're right. Eight-year-olds, yeah. yeah. They were using dog years. My and fair lassie. That was a lady. Two there- more years, she will be my bride. I mean, there's yeah. grass on the field. That, but she's young enough to kill, so well, let's sacrifice her. That's the scary thing nowadays, oh. is and that's what people are going through is that like they would marry you off at like preteen, mm-hmm. and then you would get married because it was that was kind, like how you got land, how you yep. continued. Yeah. And if you were in your 30s, you were like the town elder. <laughs> So like, lit- I mean, it, it's right? true. And no, no, I'm laughing because I, I like, mean, yeah. realistic. That's it is why realistic. humanity didn't advance like advance very slowly because we were only making it till like our frontal lobe was hardly. Yeah, it was done a, it baking. Was, it was it was a fucking it, it was a ripe banana. We like were crazy brand off the branch. You're just like, huh? What's going on? What I is don't life? know. And somebody sings a limerick, and you're like, yeah, life that's, is over that's charming. I like that. I'll remember that. Oh, I'm dead. Yep. Pass it on to your kids. But it's... it, it And it's a future episode for sure, because I've, I've read the book on the Black Plague, and there's not a lot of joy to be had. I mean, when you're constantly shitting, and shitting... I mean, we. I feel like we just watched something together where they were talking about palace courts at the time. When those parties happened, like, everybody was in it partying. And, like, the royal courts. And there were no latrines. So, like, the corners of the place were more filthy than, like, a town home. 
there because there was just shit. Mm-hmm. People like you. They would you shit would walk in the over, club. Establishing they a shitting shit corner in the club. They would piss in the club. Okay. They would fuck in the yeah. club. People still do that today. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the tradition lives on. It was it was bad. So anyway, some people believe that many children were walled into the bridge and left to die. Ugh. That's a conspiracy theory. Rest in peace. Why do you say that? Because some grandpa uncle would tell a kid, Arr, you know, there's kids. You better not be. You better not be bad, otherwise you're going to be one of those children that are just locked up. And that's why that bridge is so strong. It's got child. Bones. Well, when you're 22 and you have to tell your seven kids to something to shut up. the shut yeah. them the you're fuck right. up, so you can About all s- to be in a bridge. Because you're going to sit around. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Robert, but I'm like, I don't know. You're a bridge bitch now. Oh, I'm sure the, the parenting the back manners Henry? were interesting at the time. And I'm sure, like, as soon as they went to bed, it was either time to watch fire or fuck. And that was all you had to do. Nice. Sounds like a pretty good to do list. Ring around the rosy or ring around O roses. Oh, never heard of that. Ring around the rosy, ring, uh, ring a ring, oh, rosy, ring a ring, oh, roses. So the lyrics go, ring a ring, oh, roses, a pocket full of posies, add tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. Or ring around the rosy, a pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Yeah, we all played that, right? Yeah, this one's dark. I believe that's the black play, isn't it? So basically, with this one, this is the only, this is the only origin story. I so it originated during the Great Plague of 1665, and now this wasn't the original or like it started in like I want to say, and I'm going off the top of my head like 13 mid 1350s, 1340s, if I remember. So mid 14th century is the beginning but this was the worst of the black plague era mm-hmm. 1665 which manifested as a smelly red ringed rash additionally to hide the smell infected people often carried flowers or medieval perfume would you say i'm sorry to interrupt um would no. you would you say that um those flowers would be like the flowers that would be in the plague doctor's mask have you seen those Ancient, Those images, like the with, plague doc, the, the the crow, the crow, like he would put uh, flowers in there, um, so he didn't have to, to pass smell the smell, the smell. Green. like that. That's my theory. Bring worm. Nowadays, if they did that, they would just put like Axe body spray in it. Oh dear God. Well, I mean, look, the plague, the black plague. I'm just gonna pull it up real quick here, or. The Black Death, um, basically known as Pestilence or the Great Mortality, which is the name of the book I read, was a bubonic plague peg pandemic occurring in Western Eurasia and North Africa from 1346 and basically up until I feel like somebody died of the plague in the 20th century. Like it just... Somebody did? Like literally like somebody died from the this original like it because plagues like this they like all viruses they mutate Mm -hmm. and they change and like people are getting COVID again now you know whatever at this point it's like 
Did I get the cold or COVID? I feel cooler if I got COVID. Because then it's like... Get some days off of work. Yeah, right? I have not yet to get COVID. Really? Yes. And now I'm jinxing myself probably. Fuck it. Because everyone else has had it. Hold on. Did you get any of the shots? I got two shots. Okay. But uh, that doesn't mean you don't get COVID. Right. But you're a statistic for it. For it working. Because you were around people, right? I'm, I'm a pretty big introvert, though. I don't go around. Oh, a there lot of you people, go. That's what it was. You know? Except for Josh when he was like, hey, hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> I got COVID and we recorded last night. <laughs> yeah, it was something. It was something like and that. You it still was didn't catch pretty it. close. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was something like that. But it, it basically, the Black Plague was spread, they think, mostly from what historians and what I've read through trade. And it went from person to person and fast as fuck. I thought and it was so, the rats. And I'm, there's a high probability it tra- traveled through. Just like the COVID was the bats. Rats. Oh. Kind of, that's what a plague Rats, tale bats, tell and you. cats. What can I say? Lock them up. Kill yeah. them. Eat them. Don't have sex with a gorilla. AIDS. I mean, while rats. That's the... Oh, Jesus. <gasps> Babe. What? That was a joke. <laughs> a plague okay. tale. You know, Play. you never can tell. History is just kind of murky. Harambe. No. Rat fleas. That's probably where COVID came from. Harambe was like, my ghost will haunt you. In 2022, it was discovered that there was a sudden surge of deaths in what is today Kyrgyzstan from the Black Death in the late 1330s. When combined with genetic evidence, this implies that the initial spread may not have been due to Mongol conquests. So there's a lot of different theories. The Black Death was the second great natural disaster to strike Europe during the late Middle Ages. The first one being the Great Famine of 1315 to 1317. Uh, Basically, food not getting to people. That's why during that time and during a lot of those times, a lot of the beauty standards was based on the people that could actually eat. So all the royals and their... Plump in the junk. Plump in... It's the whole all the Kim all, all the Kim Kardashians the dad bod and all the Jenny from the block or what's what's her name Kim Kardashian with the big butt Ooh. Jennifer Lopez, Lopez. Lopez yeah. uh, it is estimated to have killed thirty percent to sixty percent of the European population ring around the rosies no thank you that one has really good staying power they still sing that in all the preschools you know that little game. I mean, and patty cake, patty cake. That yeah. one's like oh, yeah. people that are doing that with all their killer. kids. Really? The, wait, no. The Muffin Man is. Oh, it's I'm like sorry. patty cake. Like, man, God, but that's the next the one. The first song everybody's <laughs> oh, singing. Their kids out the womb. Since people believe that the disease spread through bad smells, many people carried flowers to cover their faces whenever they ventured out. Hence, a pocket full of posies. Finally, ashes, ashes, we all fall down is about burning the many dead bodies. An estimated 15% of London's population in the 16th century. Sounds like India. You know, the worst part about it is, is, you know, that hysteria was kicking in. So how many people were died from, or because they were, they, were, they were killed off? Be like, oh, this person's got the sniffles. Yeah, yeah we better kill the them stake. now. We better burn their body. Or some guy who had a like nagging wife was like, "That's what I was gonna say." You can really it. use this for manipulation. <laughs> like, oh, my husband's caught the black yeah, crazy or, thing. Or a guy, it, it, yeah, it could go either way. Or like, oh, my kid sucks. Yeah, getting rid of that I one. Can't get my PS5 time and play Baldur's Gate. Oh, he's <laughs> yeah. got the sniffles. Uh, yeah. Now I can't get a nap to save my dick. Kill my family. Yeah. Can't feed him. 
Now, all the skulls in the catacombs, is that from the Black Plague? Uh, are you talking about in France? Oh, is that France? I don't... There's multiple... Multiple, multiple things behind that. and okay. I'll, That'd be a fun episode. That uh, That is a future episode for sure. Oh, yeah. It'd be so fun to talk about all the people dead. It's already. freaky. Can you imagine, like, excavating long. and, like, wow, what the hell were our ancestors doing? What is going on down here? This is a whole Great Wall of China. The catacombs skulls. of Paris are underground ossuaries, which is a chest box building well or site made to serve as the final resting place of human skeletal remains in Paris, France, which hold the remains of more than six million people. Built to consolidate Paris's ancient stone quarries, they extend south from blah blah blah. Uh, former okay, so the ossuary was created as part of the effort to eliminate the city's overflowing cemeteries. Preparation work began shortly after a 1774 series of basement wall collapses around the Holy Innocent Cemetery, added a sense of urgency to the cemetery, eliminating measure, and from 1786, nightly processions of covered wagons transferred remains from most of Paris's cemeteries to a mine shaft open. We're going to get there soon. You know all the cemeteries around here? I'm thinking, all right, a lot of them... Some pretty good real estate, and people keep dying. And who is this guy from? Nobody knows him anymore. Gone. And we gotta make some catacombs. Teaser for the upcoming episode that we're doing. Maybe um, they'll the rezone catacombs. it in residential, Maybe. make more housing, and put the old body somewhere else. Rockabye baby. Oh, in the treetop, when the bow breaks. No, when the wind blows. The, the cradle, cradle will rock. When the and the Bow cradle, the cradle will fall, and down will come baby cradle and all. And down will come Ryan cradle and all. Rockabye baby on the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall, and down will come baby cradle and all. Now, you guys there's... remember that nursery rhyme drawing of that baby like flailing? No, like, no, really, it's like kind of wrapped up in a swaddling blanket, and the cradle's falling and. I always thought that was a little bit of a scary picture. And, and that's when the baby took its blankie and made a paraglider like Link. I was breaking <laughs> off that tree bough. Oh. You turned your phone off, remember? We're podcasting. I want to watch. I want to oh, look up wait. that baby falling picture. I turned don't by. Google falling babies. <laughs> yeah. Don't Google I'm image gonna, that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to image it. You guys keep talking. I'm going to image this up. Uh, the rhyme is believed to have first appeared in print in Mother Goose's Melody, uh, copyright 1765, possibly published by John Newberry, considered the father of children's literature, and which was reprinted in Boston in 1785. No copies of the first edition exist, but a 1791 edition has the following words. hush a baby, on the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. Down tumbles baby, cradle and all. Historians believe this nursery rhyme is about King James II of England, who had trouble producing an heir. Supposedly to resist the wind blowing from Protestantism, the king smuggled another man's child into the birthing chamber. This move ensured ensured the throne could stay under Roman Catholic control. Despite James II's efforts, that cradle was doomed and the House of Stuart would fall. Other sources suggest that this lullaby actually refers to a 17th century ritual wherein stillborn babies were hung from trees in an attempt to bring them back to life. That is a weird idea. Uh, Let's again, make that into that was a man. an ornament and that put it on a tree. That gave me chills because it was so creepy. And like, 
hope it comes alive. Yikes. Dude. I'm coming back, father. No, no good ideas about I'm it. I'm coming undone. Or <laughs> For some reason, I... And the mom's so desperate. She's like, well, try anything. Put him up in the tree. I, for some reason, I have this mental image. And again, it's like when we did the uh, the last episode where I just have something stupid in my head. I have this image of all these babies <laughs> hanging from this tree. I'm starting to sing the- Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Going, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! I'm thinking... <laughs> no, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Getting a buffet of thoughts of. I'm Josh. getting. I'm getting. This baby also in, excited because I just re-downloaded The Witcher Three. Yeah. And I'm thinking of that sequence in Crones. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, not only that, but when you have the king and the, like the baby comes back or whatever. There's yes. like a little baby. That's the ah, uh, the bloody I baron. Tried, yes. I tried to watch that Everything show, and his that. voice bothers me. If so you have not played The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt. You need to play this game. It's and if you love The Witcher Three, greatest. you love the Bloody Baron, or the Baron himself. You should watch season three. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I Here's haven't seen the picture. Other- you see this kid? It's falling to right. You know, baby's hitting their head. Look at that. Well, it's alive. Yeah, it's, it's not mid-fall. for long. <laughs> it's mid-fall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't put. I mean. Think about medi- medi- medieval torture. That's just like what they see on a daily basis. They are just drawing oh, another... anything back then. Oh, as long as our legs don't work, so let's throw them and maybe if we I got an throw idea. them up in this magic tree and maybe uh, if he swings right, then that's the where the will work. phrase "Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater" came from. No, that's a different. That's a different one. We that's already talked we about the three men in the bath. Share, share bath water. <laughs> Daddy gets to go first, and he's nasty. Oh, drain babies, go! Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch a tiger by his toe. If he hollers, let him go. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I'm pretty sure that's... I didn't even have to read it. Oh, yeah. This hey, is... Ryan, are you going to read the original? <laughs> go ahead, buddy. Well, the first rec- record of a similar rhyme called The Hana Man is from... About 1815, when children in New York City are said to have repeated the rhyme, Hana Mana Mona Mike, Barcelona Bona Strike, Hair Wear Frown Vanak, Herico Werico We Wo Whack. It sounds like he pig just summoned Latin something. That's yeah. Pig Latin and uh, saying a bunch of naughty words. That last word didn't rhyme. Well, there's an absolutely horrible American and British version. Some version of this rhyme used the racial slur N-word mm-hmm. instead of tiger. Ooh, dodge that one. So, and they list it. God dang, Wikipedia. Different times, different times. Uh, Surprise, it's racism. I'm sure no one is shocked that some nursery rhymes have racist origins, but I remember that this, in this article, specifically he's talking about kids singing that. Especially, I I heard the N-word constantly as a kid from, like, stupid other racist white kids. Oh, really? Yeah. I only heard it from black kids. And in the service. Neighborhood. Oh. I heard... Well, I mean, I went to a public school and never heard it. You never heard the N-word once from a... Like, I, I've actually never heard the N-word from a white person, I think, ever in my life. Well, here... No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard faints. it all the time because people... In my neighborhood, but that was they were calling each Sadly, other. Sadly, I grew up in a very redneck Christian area where they were like, "Oh, well, our trucks are big, and we don't like black people." Wow. Um, 
I'll never forget. I live in Zealand. It's the same thing. Weird. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that we we actually we did not have anybody that was was black until I was a teenager, and we finally had this family move in, and just the people in my in my school just were total assholes, and the oldest um, of the kids. I ended up working with her a few years later, and I was like, you know, how was that for you guys? And she said, it was just fucking horrible. Wow. Her brother was always getting into fights oh, just man. because, like, yeah, they were like, well, Toby Keith told me I shouldn't like you. Aww. Stupid. And it was it was horrible. And, yeah, it was, they, they threw it around constantly. They, they didn't care. Well, it's not the only uh, nursery rhyme that has the N-word in it. Supposedly... Some other nursery rhymes that were taken racist tones. Ten little monkeys. Do your ears hang low? Also, Jimmy Crack Corn, Camp Town Races, and Oh Susanna. Yeah. Oh Susanna. Well, I think like older, crazy MILF grandmas. Mil- Is that a gilf? Gilfs. Hell yeah. They took, Love the gilfs. They took the do your ears hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Can you time in a knot? They, Those they, are their tits. Yeah. Do your boobs hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Can you time in a knot? Can you time in a bow? Can you throw them over? Well, go throw ahead. them over my shoulder. Like a something? Can you shoulder? do your balls hang low? Can you swing <laughs> them to and fro? Can you time in a knot? Yeah. Can you? Swing them over your shoulder like a continental Ladies and gentlemen, soldier. Kenny Chesney. Continental soldier. Do your tits and balls hang low. low. <laughs> so what, what, what did the ears represent in do your ears hang low? What is what is this? What was Honey, I, I, I don't oh, know if, if I need to backtrack on that. Uh, the You want to understand any me... No, well, how these does are the actual nursery nursery rhyme go. Well, we sang it, but what were... Do the, your... Sorry, I'm derailing it. Uh... Well, I so it was eeny meeny miny mo, right? Right. And we, and we were saying that the do your ears hang low? You want me to read that one? I uh, know. I just didn't know what it meant. Like what the do your ears hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? Can you s- throw them over your shoulder like a continental soldier? Do your ears hang low? I don't think I've ever heard that version. So what's the what's the meaning of it? Like, what does it mean? Do your ears stand high? Do they reach up to the sky? Do they droop when they are wet? Do they stiffen when they're dry? Can you wave them at your neighbor with an element of flavor? Do your ears stand high? So I wonder if the ears hang low, kind of like I have a uh, plug gauges. gauges. So um, African is that? That's like, fine. They, 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 like the. I'm not oh trying to dig myself a hole so here. Okay. No, 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 right. I, see, I see what He's you mean. Upset. I see what you mean. Yeah, you okay, thank God. <laughs> so. We're just trying to find the origin of it. Don't get Yeah, mad I, I'm at trying us. to understand it because ne- I've never heard this one. So, or Well, this- no, no, no. The origin of the song is most likely George Washington Dixon's. Um, it's called Zip, and it's kind of a derogatory. Um, Okay, so it originates from a George Washington Dixon song penned in 1838. Variant versions with vulgar lyrics include Do Your Balls Hang Low and Do Your Boobs Hang Low. Some authors regard these as parody versions of the Campfire song. But according to folklorists such as Ed Cray, the evidence strongly suggests that Do Your Balls Hang Low came first and that Do Your Ears Hang Low is a 
uh, sanitized version. So it was like the clean, not. Oh, the original was balls. I guess wow. it was a campfire song from 1838. Wow. So. That's funny. That's so funny. Uh, here Bunch we of guys drinking moonshine around a fire. Just- Talking shit. Oh, sorry, guys. I gotta put these longer shorts on. Tie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. over your shoulder, Bob. That's what my wife tells me. I can't help it. I was blessed. Here we go around the mulberry bush. So this is the most uh, common. Here we go around the mulberry bush, the mulberry bush, the mulberry bush. Here we go around the mulberry bush on a cold and frosty morning. This is the way we wash our face, wash our face, wash our face. This is the way we wash our face on a cold and frosty morning, and so on and so forth. Huh. It's a pretty long one. Yeah. There's a verse in there that, I well, I guess you left out because you didn't finish it, but well, the okay. monkey chased the weasel. Like, is that in there? Is the that that same one? No, that's maybe Jack and Box or something like that. I was thinking that one when you started. I was like, oh, yeah, all around the mulberry bush, the monkey chased the weasel. The monkey thought it was only a joke. Pop, Pop goes, goes the, the weasel. weasel. Yeah, so that's a different something one. like that. This is similar. So basically, um, with this one, the rhyme was first recorded by James Orchard Hollowell as an English children's game in the mid 19th century. He noted that there was a similar game with the lyrics. Here we go around the bramble bush. The bramble bush may be an earlier version, possibly changed because of the difficulty of the alliteration, since mulberries do not grow on bushes. Hmm. Howell said subsequent verses included, this is the way we wash our clothes, this is the way we dry our clothes, this is the way we mend our shoes, this is the way the gentlemen walk, and this is the way the ladies walk, with that ass in the air. Shake your hips, <laughs> let them know you can birth a baby. Gentlemen walk with their balls hang low. Um, but... Local historian R.S. Duncan suggests that the song originated with female prisoners at HMP Wakefield. His Majesty's Prison Wakefield is a prison from West Yorkshire, England. A sprig was taken from Hatfield Hall in Staley Wakefield and grew into a fully mature mulberry tree around which prisoners exercised in the moonlight. The mulberry tree died during 2017 and was cut down and removed on 19 May 29th. So it was a real tree, and this was just what women would walk around singing. I thought it was a fake tree. Like, I didn't think the mulberry bush or tree existed. Oh, they did in my yard at my old house. Well, it's not... So, like I mentioned, since mulberries don't grow on bushes, this was just like a... So, oh, okay, gotcha. It, it was a bush. Okay. But it was because it was easier to sing than doing whatever. So it, it, it it's, does have kind of a dark connotation, okay. being a prisoner's right. They were exercising in the moonlight like under a Exercising demons bush? or exercising like, man, or doing I gotta yoga work it out. naked in the moonlight. I mean, that I think that song goes a whole different route. Exercising naked in the moonlight. Well, the, it's, sign me up. For that. Sounds like a Prince song. <laughs> oh, exercise in the moonlight. Who exercises baby. in the moonlight? I don't know. Okay, keep going. I do. Werewolves. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. 
How does your garden grow? That's all I know. Yeah, that's the same. Had a wife that couldn't marry and Mary lost her birth control. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yes. Then, Did you guys want to g- try to guess what it, we think it means? That's what I thought it was, except the end part. All right. If, if you say it all, then we can guess what it means. Yeah. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. How does your garden grow with silver bells and cockle shells and pretty maids all in a row? The oldest known version was first published in Tommy Thumb's Pretty Songbook from 1744. With these lyrics, Mistress Mary, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockle shells, and so my garden grows. Sounds like she's talking back, like it's a call and response. Um, Yeah, interesting. Quite contrary, like on the contrary. Yeah. She's... This rhyme is actually about Queen Mary the First, also known as Bloody Mary. Do you like Bloody Marys? I hate Bloody Marys. Really? I don't don't want fucking veggies in my V8 and my And why only for breakfast, too? Vodka for breakfast. No. Get that out of here. I'll do mimosas, but... Yes, you know. give me Unless some. you have to really cure a hangover, maybe you'd be like, look, I'm going to try one of those Arrow alcoholic V8s. Just pass it over. Give me a screwdriver. It's gazpacho. In her religious zeal, Queen Mary I, Mary executed hundreds of Protestants during her reign. As a matter of fact, the silver bells and cockle shells in the poem are actually names for medieval torture devices. Wow. Somewhere Elizabeth Bathory's going, (laughs) (laughs) noob, hold my beer. (laughs) Uh, I would, uh, so... A bit more more than contrary, I guess. Three blind mice might also be about Bloody Mary and three Protestant bishops she had burned at the stake for heresy after they tried to overthrow her. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. Be like, burn those bitches, I'm still... The two things that yeah. seems to get the most people killed are religion and taxes. Still prominent today. Just, it's <laughs> I'm all, not going to say it. It's all power. <laughs> Sorry, religious people, but... We're not a politics show either. They're We're not just, religious or politics. You guys, they have coping mechanisms. They can take a bath and talk to I love. I, I mean, I'm just going from the facts. I've been pretty big into history since I was a little boy. I so. know history. <laughs> you know, I used to be a bartender, and that's two things that we stayed away from was religion and politics. So essentially, we're a bartender podcast. Because we don't talk about those things. Right. Well, same rules apply at like a Thanksgiving meal with all the family, right? Let's try to get through this meal, guys. Slinging beers and slinging puss. Yeah. Georgie. the devil. (laughs) Georgie Porgy. Putting in pie. There you go. Are you going to try to keep guessing? That's all that I remember. (laughs) Georgie Porgy, putting in pie, kissed the girls and made them cry. yes. Kiss the girls in their cream pies. <laughs> okay, start over. I gotta get the whole sequence. Uh, kiss. Uh, sorry, Georgie Porgy pudding and pie. Kissed the girls and made them cry. When the girls came out to play, Georgie Porgy ran away. He gets you're pregnant. So he tried to kiss them. The girls ran away. Then the girls started chasing him, and he was crying. 
pussy. Sounds like a real Pepe Le Pew back in the <laughs> yep. day. Uh, these appeared initially in the Kentish Coronal in 1841, when where the rhyme was described as an old ballad with the name spelled Georgie Porgy. That version persisted through most of the 19th century and was later illustrated by Kate Greenway in 1881. It was also quoted by Rudyard Kipling in the story named after it, published in 1891. James Orchard Hallwell did not record the words in his collection of The Nursery Rhymes of England, but in the fifth edition of 1853, he included a variant, Rowley Powley pumpkin pie kissed the girls and made them cry. When the girls began to cry, Rowley Powley runs away. Interesting. Um, some believe Georgie Porgy was actually George Villiers, the first Duke of Buckingham. Buckingham Palace. Was he chunky because he ate a bunch of pudding and pie? The Duke had a long and lucrative affair with James the First. Oh. They said Lindsay was his, was his name. He's from Buckingham. I'm like, oh, Lindsay Buckingham. Future episode. Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> it's my Great. brain doing that thing again. That's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's great. Uh... He had an affair with James I while also seducing many of the ladies at court. Seducing, eh? After kissing them and making them cry, he ran to the king for protection and avoided the inevitable duels that would have followed. Meanwhile, James I continued to bestow court appointments upon him, increasing his power and influence. The king even dissolved parliament twice to keep them from impeaching Villiers. Eventually, he was assassinated by political rivals. So Georgie Porgy was a regular Marquet de Sade fucking porno boy running around just kissing everybody. Girl gang got him down. <laughs> and eventually politics I, brought it down. I get the distinct feeling that kissing all the girls isn't exactly what it actually he means. He was a heartbreaker and Georgie Porgy is pinching butts and you get mono that way. That's how what, What's that last verse? The girls mono. come out and <laughs> Uh, the last ver- yeah. uh, when the girls came out to play, Georgie Porgy ran away. Why wouldn't he like continue? He to- had a commitment issues. Well, Putting he, in he, pie makes me think of Boston. It's a lot cream. of rejection. He just had to walk oh. away once he came around. What, honey? What did you just say? It, the thought's gone now. <laughs> it's gone. You have to re-listen to this episode, honey, if you want to hear all my thoughts. And then he's going to hear himself say, like, I love Boston Creek I know. Pie. Like, you were the weird one in this situation. I was super on topic. You are, always are. Humpty Dumpty. This is the last one today. Humpty Dumpty. Should we all sing it? Had a great fall. Sat yeah. on the wall. Oh, shit. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All, all the, the king's, king's horses, horses and all, all the king's, king's men couldn't put Humpty did. together again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all learned that like when in grade school, right? Yep, but he's not an egg. Right. That's hum- how you made that's, friends that's and enemies. Humpty Dumpty. Didn't, sat he, wasn't, a wall. he wasn't even an egg. It was a great It's wall. a whole lie. <laughs> it's a conspiracy and the fake ballots. the very best. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. He died. The, the soldiers had no idea. <laughs> we just take orders. Put it. Put them together. Not getting through the wall. Well, they're kind of doing that now with our president. I'll just put them together. 
put him on the TV. I just came to work and this motherfucker had to fall off this wall. I don't even want to put him together again. Fell off his bike. He broke the yoke. Well, and what, because he was an egg, right? Yeah, he's an no, egg. he wasn't an well, egg. In the cart, in the cartoon thing I saw, he was an egg, and then he fell, and then he had a giant crack in his egg. I would just and... be like, why the fuck is there a giant guy named Humpty Dumpty who's an egg? His name would be Humpty. I would, I would be stuck on an anthropomorphic egg. That's what I've been led to believe <laughs> my entire life, and you have cracked this egg. Right, cracked the yolk wide open, wide open. In 1870, a chap called James William Elliot included Humpty Dumpty when he collected together a load of English nursery rhymes and songs, set them to music, and published them in a volume called Mother Goose's Nursery Rhymes and Nursery Songs Set to Music. Did everybody have that book either in their home nursery library or at school? It's always falling apart. It's pretty old. Yeah, I, a lot of people somehow had that book. Yeah, there's like new editions, like new prints, but somebody's aunt or cousin had the old print. You're like, mm-hmm. this thing is falling apart worse than the, the Bible. One, the ones with like the gold. No, like, like the thick one where they had like all the oh, nursery rhymes in them. No. I've never seen one of those. Wow, guys. I had a bunch of Dr. Seuss, though. Okay. I had the Berenstain Bears where they have like the golden, like. Yeah. On it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay, yeah, no, those are like the thicker paperbacks. This was a hard cover and yeah. interesting. Like fabric cover? Hmm. I don't know. Okay, uh, actually, I did have a fabric kind of, it was almost like carpet. Oh. Um, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? But the thing was falling apart. Yeah, I, I, love, love, I forgot what it was, though. I love Because they're all from books. the 16th century. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're I love those books. old books. I, like, thumb through them and, like, read stuff and, like, little parts of it. And it's always, like, interesting because even the way they wrote back in the day is, is so different. Mm-hmm. The, the sentence framing and everything. Oh, it's all about the smell of those books. Like, yeah. old mm, books. Dust. Old dust. <laughs> old dust, man. Yeah. yeah. It's very distinct. Before uh, the rhyme could be traced... Actually, it could be traced back to the 18th century, and variations in lyrics have been recorded over time. It's not clear who originally conceived of this four-line poem, though. There are other theories around the meaning of Humpty Dumpty. Some historians believe Humpty Dumpty was simply a device for a riddle around breakable things. Others have suggested that Humpty Dumpty is King Richard III of England, who was supposed to have been humpbacked and who was defeated at the Battle of Bosworth Field in 1485. I feel like that one's right on the nose. Yeah, Humpback, I think so. Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. Immediately, but that's his name. I could see some like humpback. I don't know, like there's some dandelion bard who's on the field, yeah, or or like the soldiers on the front line who are like, oh, there goes Humpty Dumpty again. Yeah, he maybe had a big ass after him. Well, um, I mean, Badass. I was just reading a thing about Andrew Jackson, and this is like 400 years later, but like, and like this whole era, like, specifically Andrew Jackson, like his whole life, he had diarrhea. Oh, that sucks. But it was like most people at the time <laughs> had Crohn's like, no, or no, colitis. Yeah. Uh, most, <laughs> no cures, man. Most, most trips to the latrine or the outhouse were just. Blasting Blood. bloody shits out. Yeah, dear they had those ulcers. God. Dear Marjorie. So He's we live in. Gotta, I'm saying. Spirit inside him. We gotta <laughs> exercise out of him. Now I'm just <laughs> shitting. Oh God. But I mean, it's gross. And it. But it's true. Like 
we are very blessed to have the diets we have. So if we're smart and toilets in toilets, well, you can still get my son had uh, ulcerative colitis. He got it when he was 11. And that was, oh, you know, you do hear about those stories on the back of granola bars. Like my kid was shitting and now we made this granola. Yeah. My, I, I that have a bu- helps your digestion. I have a buddy of mine. You all know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You have somebody. Yeah. <laughs> My kid was shitting, it's but hard. I made granola, and now Rough. he's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we tried all the elim- elimination diets, no dyes. Finally, he's just like, cut me up. He got a <laughs> surgery. His whole large intestine is out. Holy yeah. moly. He wears it now. He wears it now as a tail. It's kind of and he had a J pouch and Goku for a while. Or he has a J pouch now, but he had one of those pouches on the side. Those hard, hard days. But he's 21 now, doing great. That's awesome. He's a good kid. He's awesome. We love Simon. Uh, Past episode Dungeons and Dragons. You can hear him talk about battling crazy creatures in the magical realms. Oh, we're playing nice. Dungeons and Dragons, kind yes, of. I birthed Baldur's Gate. A nerd yeah. boy. Baldur's nerd Gate son. episode, future episode, best of episode. Uh, another theory is that Humpty... Now, this is the one that I like the most, personally. Um, Humpty Dumpty is actually a cannon. And during the English Civil War, history says a one-eyed gunner named Thompson managed to get a cannon... Clo- clo- Colloquially, collo- colloquially, colloquially, oh. called Humpty Dumpty to the top of the Tower of St. Mary at the Walls Church and wreck untold destruction on the forces below. Before return, cannon fire dislodged the pair of them, hence, had a great fall. Hmm. A professor, David Dobb, once had a fourth theory to add, though. In 1956, he posited that Humpty Dumpty might have been reference to an armored siege engine that was deployed unsuccessfully in the 1643 siege of Gloucester during the English Civil War. This one was soon dismissed, though, as a bit of a spoof by academics, but not before English composer Richard Rodney Bennett took the plot and ran with it for his children's opera, All the King's Men. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Could that be like a cannon to somebody? Yeah. Put? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like a mounted cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, though, uh, Francis Gross's classical dictionary of the vulgar tongue from 1785 uh defines Humpty Dumpty as a short, clumsy person of either sex, also ale-boiled with brandy. I've been ale-boiled with brandy before. I'm going to be ale-boiled with brandy tonight when I get home. We've all <laughs> humpted while we were drunk-deed. <laughs> drunk-deed. <laughs> ah, and with that, we're all done. That's the episode. But I wanted to say thank you so much to Brittany. It was fun to research this and look these things up and find out all this interesting stuff about these nursery rhymes. Comment your favorite nursery rhyme below. Yeah, if there's if there's a nursery rhyme that we missed, we'll maybe subsequently talk about it. Do you, uh, she sent a poem. That's right. Do you want to read Can that? You hand me my phone and then i have a question for you guys yes so i can ask that now or after well Well, what what, would make sense well um so my question is as everyone here that has children i don't have any kids um you're better off that way i have 
kept pretty good taps. Uh, <laughs> um, Did he die of the black plague, ha- though? we got to look into that. <laughs> have you at all sang any nurse- nursery rhymes to your kids? No. Yeah, ever. like You Are My Sunshine, My Only Sunshine. Okay. You make me happy when stars are gray. But but that's kind of a song, though. My wife used to sing um, the Beach Boys, um, God Only Knows. Okay. Uh, She would sing that to my my youngest. And um, the song by the Turtles... Oh, what is it like? You and me, and me and you. Mm-hmm. No matter how we, we tossed the dice, it had to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She used to sing those two songs to him when he was a little. But what about nursery rhymes? No nursery rhymes. He didn't do nursery rhymes. No. Just pinch her. Not kid. patty cake. Get to bed, you piece of. You did patty cake, patty cake, <laughs> makers, man. Hostile. <laughs> I gotta go slip a beer. Uh, they all do patty cake. They all do ring around the rosy. They all do. I mean, maybe he does that kind of stuff in school, but yeah, we, from from what I understand, especially with my youngest, like, yeah, there wasn't really any nursery rhymes. Okay. I know with my oldest. Maybe the VeggieTales theme um, song. VeggieTales. We would listen to Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I had the same thing with, like, Yo Gabba Gabba and, like you mentioned, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse with my kids. Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily go out of my way to... I would sing to them, but it would always be things like instructions. I want to ride my bicycle. I, I want, you know, to sounds about right. There's a party in your tubby. <laughs> yeah. so kids yummy. are like, Daddy scares me. Daddy sings a lot of the Doors and Pink Floyd songs. <laughs> Here's some Cannibal Corpse for you, baby we boy. Don't need no education. <laughs> so as as Mike mentioned, our I guess would say mutual friend of the show, Brittany, did write a variation on the poem Ring Around the Rosies, which I will read. Ooh, let's hear her artistic take. It's a playoff Ring Around the Rosies, talking about how parents teach us, usually without even thinking about it, these harsh life lessons through rhymes and games. Here it is. Ring Around the Rosies. A pocket full of posies, pay no attention to the words we say, it's all for fun, it's all in play. We're unknowingly taught to make light of life, even in sickness, death, and strife. Loving instructions to remain hand in hand as we run in a circle again and again. We laugh, we move faster if going somewhere. Momentum is building to what we don't care. Just caught in the moment as we always should be. Then ashes, ashes, I'll bless you, you bless me. Our legs give out as we make our last round, and breathlessly we all fall down. No matter the players, the ending's the same. But remember, dear children, it's only a game. Wow. Yeah. That's very impressive. Jazz club like home. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, where, or no, no. And P.S. Oh, Exercise oh. <laughs> in the moonlight. Don't laugh at it. <laughs> Sorry, the wrong button. There it is. <laughs> that was awesome, Brittany. Thank you for sharing that. Awesome. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you, Brittany. Awesome. Well, if you like us, check us out online, Instagram.com slash Podcast, where we'll post pictures of Humpty Dumpty and a baby falling out of a tree, probably. <laughs> Also, uh, send us uh, emails at zanzizipodcast at gmail.com for episode suggestions. Join the Discord. Links are in the description. Do you guys have anything you want to throw out there 
as far as like stuff that you have going on or things you'd like to promote? Uh, just with uh, promoting this podcast, like with what Brittany did, wrote that uh, beautiful poem. Yeah, if you guys have submissions like that, poems or yeah, poem. a nursery rhyme you wrote, or even just something you'd like us to answer on the show, questions. Or, like, let's say we do a uh, another episode on a on a band or something. Yes. Would you be down for maybe a listener that actually plays something to send something in and be like, hey. Yeah. If you have a song, you want to be you, featured. You want to be famous. Yes. You want us Come to play a, us. a song uh, during an episode, and 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 we're not reviewers, but man, I love good we'll music. Let you know I am. What we think about? Oh, that's true, Josh. We'll judge you. Well, Josh, do you want to promote judge? that? Let's go. Yeah, why not? Um, so, those of you who listen to Conspiracy Therapy know that I used to do a lot of video game reviews, and uh, I picked that back up a couple months ago. If you want to read anything I've written, go to demonvideogame.com and you can read some uh, reviews that I've done. Um, eventually, once I'm able to play through the whole game, I will have like Starfield. I'm going to do Baldur's Gate. Um, October is going to be a very busy month for me because all the good games are coming out that month. True. What about April? Does she have that thing? Or is that just locally? That's that's gonna be local. Okay, never mind. Well, if you're local, we'll maybe post a link later. Honey, do you have anything? No, I just like being on the podcast with all you boys. It's always a good time. Thanks for inviting me. Always you're happy old. to have you. You are definitely <laughs> part of the pod fam. Hooray! We'll see you next week. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>